0: We built our home under the protection of the Traveler. When our enemies attacked, we built a wall that stood for centuries. But now walls mean nothing. This enemy has taken our home, taken our light, and now they threaten our very existence. We're going all in on this almighty. How long before the fleet's combat ready? Zavala, wait. If we wait, we die. But if we attack together, we can take back our home, our light, our hope. Or we die trying. Now, I need my fire team. I need Ikura and Kade.
1: And welcome to episode 40 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to make a quick note that we have our March bonus episode in the feed. It has just been published in which we talk about a show we have not talked at all about on this podcast, (coughs) and that's HBO's The Last of Us. So if you want to hear our thoughts on episode 9, the series as a whole and what we believe the future brings for this critically acclaimed show. Uh, listen to it. It is in the feed.
2: Yeah, and Nick says we actually don't sound like amateurs on this one. We actually <laughs> you know, sound pretty good and know what we're talking about. So um, yeah, definitely tune in. You know, you might be pleasantly surprised that you listen to you know, people who sound like they know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is very good. I, I listened to it and thought it came out really well. So that is in the feed. But uh, who are we? Uh, I am your host, Nick, and I am joined by the Ashley to my Leon, John. Now, John, please tell me some good news that you played a video game.
2: Right off the bat, huh? Yeah. Right off yeah. The bat. I need to know. <laughs> I did. I got a the little listeners bit. What want to know? Not a lot. You know, I got about half of my monthly allotment in over the weekend. <laughs> I got my, I got about two to three hours, so I did get to play some games. I'm excited to talk about them. Uh, nothing new, like you know. So, but I, I got some, you know, some thoughts on some stuff I've been playing. So.
1: what was it enough? Did you play enough games? Oh, no,
2: <laughs> was it enough? It's okay.
1: never enough. Okay, so I want to try something. I, I've seen this. So, close your eyes.
2: <laughs> uh, okay.
1: All right. Not what? Oh, your trepidation. All right. All right. Imagine you're holding a dual sense. <sighs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> You're, you're booting up Elden Ring. You're loading your file. You're, mm. you're becoming the Tarnished, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're wandering Kaelid.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so gross.
1: Oh, oh what's that? Oh, God. You're, we- you're wielding your Blasphemous Blade. You're ready to go. <laughs>
2: moon, moon Veil Katana, but that's fine. That's fine. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, 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 it looks like a Flame Chariot's coming up on you.
2: Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I held L2 and then hit R1 because that, that works for everything.
1: Well, knowing you, you probably missed. You're, you're out of practice.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can I escape this nightmare now?
1: <laughs> is, it, is this the same? Does that yeah. feel the same? No, I,
2: yeah. I, I don't need to play games anymore, Nick. Just gotta, we have to podcast it every worked, day.
1: It worked in The Last of Us <laughs> <laughs> video game. I thought this, this that this would be well, an equivalent for you.
2: You know, Ellie and I have had probably pretty similar life experiences <laughs> up to that point in our lives. So... <laughs> You know that makes sense. Like, I totally don't have twenty-five years of comparisons. To... I appreciate the effort, though, Nick. I appreciate. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that you you are trying your best to uh, you know get yeah. me back into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, I, I thought maybe we could do this for the next two hours, and hopefully, you'd feel like you have accomplished something. But...
2: Yeah. well, no. In true in true Elden Ring fashion, I would lose to something. F- you know, in that two hours and then be no more progressed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, All yeah, right. I got I got a little bit in, but
1: well, okay, never enough. All right. Well, before we get into the show, kind of breaking news, a somber note here hmm. is that the actor Lance Riddick has passed away at the age of 60, uh, best known for, you know, The Wire and is in the most recent John Wick movie. He's been in the entire franchise. But he's had a big video game presence as well. He was Zavala in Destiny, and uh, Silence in the Sony exclusive Horizon mm-hmm. franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, a great character. And uh, I don't like kind of, I don't like to talk about these pretty like negatively. Like it is sad that he passed away, but I always like to celebrate sure. what they did. And you know, the whole point of life is to, that you know enhance those around you and, and imprint experiences on other people. And Lance Riddick did that in Spades. I thought. You know, he was the perfect foil for uh, Ashley Birch's Aloy uh, in the Horizon franchise. He did a great job, and you know, I—in I, fact, one of my criticisms of Forbidden West is he wasn't
2: in it enough. So yeah, yeah, it took too long for him to like kind of really, really start uh, start being a presence. But yeah. yeah, I don't think I can put any better than that. Um, you know, one of the best voices in the biz. You know, if you've heard him, you you know. Similarly to how we were talking about Ashley Johnson, it's like, that's his voice. That's who he is. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, <laughs> you know, R.I.P. Um, yeah, kind of a downer. But and there's still no word on what happened, right? No, like this is breaking kind of news. A, kind of a weird, random, they're, they're looking into it thing. So um, but it sounds like it was natural, though. It doesn't it doesn't sound like there was foul play or anything. Like right. That. Uh,
1: but I imagine, yeah, I mean, he'll be in this movie posthumously, and and he'll most almost certainly be in Burning Shores in some way, yeah, the Horizon I think so. DLC, because I'm sure that game is expected in April, and I'm sure his, you know, we we talked about this very show when he was teasing that he was going to do some more mocap for Horizon DLC, yeah. and yeah. and then we got the announcement, so I'm sure he's he's that'll be probably his last performance in video games too, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what obviously the production schedule looks like for John Wick 4 and things, but I mean, it could even be his last thing he ever really was in, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know, so, um, yeah, kind of a surprising one, man.
1: All right, let's move on into the format of the show. This is how it works. John and I both bring three things to each episode for a total of six things. Uh, This can be anything that we want to bring. This can be a video game we're playing or not playing in John's case, a news topic. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) An email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. It's been kind of quiet in our inbox, so if you got some questions, you got some thoughts, Uh, Please send them, again, to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com and Twitter DMs as well at PSPalsPod. Follow us there if you want to get all the updates on the show. So, let's go, John. What are
2: you bringing first? Let's talk some extra, Nick Got our extra and premium games. Um, and this is a meaty one. I guess this is one of those I, I, I still am kind of a little taken back how well they're treating us in the extra tier. So mm-hmm. um, just to go through these, make sure everybody um, you know gets okay. them added into your libraries, download them, play them if you. And they were teased in the state of play, so we have we knew of five of these. Some yeah, not all of them, but but some of them. So um, yep, just want to go through these real quick. So biggest game of the bunch. Maybe not too super exciting, because if you're listening to this show, you've probably played at least one of these. But we're getting the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, um, which is a PS5 version of, the, of Uncharted 4 and uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, the um, standalone expansion that came out post-Uncharted 4. Um, I don't think we need to explain any of those games, mm-hmm. but play them if you haven't. Done by Naughty Dog, uh, they've done a little project called The Last of Us as well. Um, next up, we have um, one that I am actually really excited for personally. Um, I got it drafted in my league, so you know I want it to do well for many reasons, but uh, this is our second um, uh, launch release in the extra tier. Similarly, similarly to Stray from last year, we're getting Chia, um, which is a very colorful, um, vibrant, open-world, physics-based game that's set in New Caledonia, which is, uh, I, I, I would be shocked if there was ever a game set in New Caledonia. So, you know, kind of going to get some new sights and, and things like that, but uh, it takes place on an island, has a really cool mechanic called soul jumping, where you can basically launch into other animals, inanimate objects, um, to kind of navigate, um, you know, different puzzles and things, and just kind of looks like you can have a lot of fun with movement, so... Uh, if you are an extra subscriber, brand new game coming for us there. I think it's going to be pretty special. Uh, next up, we have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, you know, this is this fits into the Siege realm, I believe. Honestly, I was never that big into these games, but um, from what I've heard about Extractions, it's not the best of the bunch. You know, it, it takes... I think it's alien-based, like there's some weird alien angle to it, but from everything I've ever heard about anybody who plays these kind of games, these tactical um, squad-based games, just play Siege. But if you're into aliens, if you want to check out Tom Clancy, you got that for you. Uh, next up, to nobody's surprise, uh, as we saw with Deathloop coming into Extra, like the moment that Sony's year exclusivity um, you know, ended with that, we got Deathloop into Extra. We're getting the same thing with Ghostwire Tokyo. So, yeah. Um, I'm actually kind of, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the time to, <laughs> to get through this one as, you know, uh, this is a running joke of the show, but uh, my friend, my buddy Will, friend of the show, you know, he's let me borrow this for a while and I haven't been able to make it to it, but now I don't have to feel guilty about holding on to his game at least, so I can give that back to him and hopefully check this out when I can, but basically a year it looks later. like... Yeah, a year later. Yeah, later. <laughs> basically it looks like horror Doctor Strange. Um, you know, you're doing weird things with your hands and stuff. Uh, then we got a couple of narrative adventures, um, you know So if you are one of those people who just likes kind of more storytelling and things like that uh, We're getting life is strange true colors, which is effectively life is life is strange three um, as well as life is strange two. so uh, I have not played either of these I did play the first one I really enjoyed it, but I'm also not the biggest narrative guy um, so I, I'm not I can't say I'm excited to really dive into these but um, you know, I, I think the the quality is there um, from everything you know that people liked about the first one that carried through into these two. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. Next, <laughs> we got Immortals: Phoenix Rising coming from Ubisoft. This was a was this a launch title or was it, it was launch window? Definitely.
1: Yeah, it was within uh, with, within a month. It, it was kind of a technical thing, right? It was technically PS4, PS5, yeah. so it kind of it wasn't like a big PS5 exclusive but like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They were both like in that yeah. Yeah, I bought it like within I believe that December. Yeah, that after and it was like thirty bucks.
2: Oh, it's, it's Ubisoft. That's what yeah. they do. You know, just quick PSA: never buy Ubisoft day one. It will be twenty dollars in two weeks. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I've heard great things about this one in terms of a game that is that is the Ubisoft open world formula, but feels a little bit different. Um, you know,
1: it's it's their take on Breath of the Wild. For sure. Yes.
2: Yeah. Lots um, of physics based puzzles. Right. Yeah.
1: It has probably one of the worst open worlds in video games, though, as far as collectibles, things to do. It's obnoxious, every, well, every inch of the map. But even still, most, like, Assassin's Creed games, you know, there's a there's a decent space between the things you can do. This is just on top of each other, on top of just each dense, other, too dense. and uh, I know nemesis of the show, Jake, who did get the platinum in this, hated every second of it. So Yeah, that's
2: fair. So Nick has ringing endorsements for this one. So check it out. <laughs> it is fun. Look at it, it, it it'll get, it's hooks in you, but you'll be
1: worn out by the time yeah. you're done.
2: I know humor is, plays a big part in it as well, <laughs> which sometimes you know humor is a tricky thing, right? If it lands for you, it, it doesn't. It only benefits you. But if it does not land for you, it's one of the easiest ways to just not like a game or a thing. So check that out, and then we get uh, this one's kind of strange, but. Um, I'm not going to play it, but I'm, I'm still kind of curious about it. But Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, it's just a retelling of the Dragon Ball Z story we've all known. The Frieza saga, I do believe. Maybe a little bit of the Cell saga, but it's, it's, it was not reviewed very well. Low 70s, but if you're a Dragon Ball Z super fan, you know, you might be able to get some fun just flying around as Goku. Next we got Street Fighter V Champion Edition, not going to say much about this, Street Fighter V, um, you know, they're probably just trying to milk every last bit of that game that they can since <laughs> 6 is coming out in three months, so um, check it out if you're into fighting games. Um, Low-key, one of the most exciting items for a game that's on this list is uh, Untitled Goose Game, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was a indie game that came out a couple years ago where you're basically a goose just trying to annoy people, and... Um, yeah I, believe, yeah,
1: I believe it was the star of Apple Arcade when it launched. Yeah. yeah, that this was the one that everyone was talking about.
2: I remember it even got a Game of the Year nod from one of the major publications. I can't remember which. Like when it came out, which was which was kind of weird. <laughs> but um, and then just to wrap it up, we got Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. Uh, you know, if you're a Final Fantasy junkie, go for it. I believe that's like action and uh, more actiony, more um, like action RPG type things. Rage 2, um, coming from, uh, that was Bethesda, right? Yep, Bethesda, yep. open-world first-person shooter. It um, was id before Doom. Yeah, yeah, id.
1: Or no, it, no, no, it wasn't, no. I take that back. Rage was, this was made by... Um, Obsidian? Yeah, someone someone else who, who took it over for
2: them. It avalanche.
0: Yeah, <laughs> good avalanche. old
2: Avalanche. Yep, and not the Avalanche that did... Harry Potter, the avalanche that did Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is one of those games. The gunplay is great. It's done by id. If you like Doom, it feels good. But everything in between sucks. So, meh. And then we got Neo, The World Ends With You. Super high anime uh, RPG game. Uh, And then lastly, Haven, uh, which is a very indie-looking RPG adventure that I know nothing about. So, I'm just going to leave that there, but <laughs> lots of games, like a, a, a huge... I was looking through this list, and I was just like, okay, wow, Uncharted, great. Oh, Life is Strange, cool. And Immortals, and and Dragon Ball. It's just like they keep adding all this crazy amount of value into it, so definitely add those to your library if you're interested in any of those. And then lastly here, Nick, uh, we got a very small amount of premium games. I still am very con- just confused as to why anybody would want the premium tier, unless if you are just... A nostalgia junkie, but you got Ridge Racer Type 4 for the PlayStation 1. Ape Academy 2 for the PSP, which is basically Ape Escape, but the PSP versions. And then Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror for the PSP as well. Uh, I don't have anything to say about any of those. Never played any of them. (laughs) Um, But there's our free games for the month.
1: Yeah, so great, great list again. And (laughs) I'm continually finding myself... I'm probably not renewing this anymore, and yeah. it's nothing to do with the library of games. It's just I just don't find the time to to play them. Like the current slate of games, especially this year, you know, I had this service had come out, you know, early PS Five, and uh, probably well that year was also stacked. Every year stacked with Sony. Yeah. So I just I don't know. I'm just I I look at these games and maybe I'll touch Life Is the Life Is Strange games because I never got to them. But man, no interest in to you, huh? We'll see how it reviews. Yeah, <laughs> you're more high on that game than I am
2: for sure. It's very interesting, man. I, um, you know, because I'm the same way. I, I am currently not subscribed <laughs> to PlayStation Plus for the first time in five years, if not more. And I was thinking about it, and it's you know like everybody's been clamoring for this. PlayStation needs to combat Game Pass. That's the only way that they can survive. And I just I I, I, I it's crazy to me that the most diehard people, you and I, are so overwhelmed with just the selection and the time and everything that we're the ones that are going. I don't want to pay for this anymore. Right. It's just it's wild to me, and this is type the type of thing that Game Pass worries me about because it, you can't define it. You can't you can't really put your finger on it until you start to see these weird cascading things that happen. And I just hope it does not affect any type of pipelines, any type of development. Um, you know in the future, and that will be remain you know that remains to be seen you know we won't know this until years and years and years. it's just it's a very interesting thing to me that you and I now are both unsubscribed <laughs> the mo not the moment, but less than a year after they started giving us. All these free games. (laughs) It's weird.
1: I think a lot of it is just me personally because I'm willing to spend money on new games. Like I want to play Hogwarts Legacy whenever you go. I want to play Resident Evil 4 next week. I want to play uh, Jedi Survivor when it comes out. So it's like I could be the person to just wait, right, and wait for them to be on the service. You don't know. Well, or discounted in some way, you know, but I, I just, you know... Yeah. I'm a junkie, I love video games, and I try to stay on top of them. And I don't know, when I see this catalog, I'm just like, it's like, oh, it's choice paralysis. No,
2: it's yeah. like I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Because like, if we're, okay, so if the if the hardcore is not the demographic, right? Like we're the ones that we need to play things day one, or like, you know, we have a good idea of what the things we want, so we're gonna see those, and, and then that's gonna take, take up our time. So who is the demographic? Who is the audience that like Sony is really hoping to capture? Because I just I don't see the <laughs> audience like maybe there's a very small small portion kind of underneath us that's like I really like video games, but like I don't have a crazy amount of super fandom for specific franchises, so I just want to play what's available to me. Maybe like damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Maybe like Jake, you know? And that would be the person that it goes for but it's like who who is it you know so who who i just i don't know man <laughs> i
1: yeah i think just if you're more casual you're not concerned with the games that come out and or you're a parent and you just want to bet i mean again it's a hundred dollars a year yeah and it, just this month alone is is your you've already made your money back just yeah. this month alone in yeah.
2: game so um i know it's like i want to play chia but like Okay. Like if I'm gonna spend thirty dollars on it, like why would I not just like, okay, here we go, whatever. It's fine. Right. Like just put the hundred down, I got it, and then, you know, there's probably gonna be at least one more. In fact, in fact they've announced that Meet Your Maker is gonna be another one that's gonna yeah. be and I don't have really a lot of interest specifically in that game, but you know, then you start to do, you know, you know, balance your budget and balance your books and everything, and you're like, <laughs> Okay, well, it would be almost stupid not to, and it's just just an observation, something to keep a pulse on, something to keep looking looking out for. So Yeah. yeah. But good month nonetheless once again
1: yeah you can't complain there's something for everybody yep Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) all right so moving on into a review roundup for resident evil it's a week out i have been eating good as they say by playing all the resident evil games up to this point i played the demo loved it reviewers got their hands on it early and uh they love it just as well. You know, yep. this is sitting at a 92 on OpenCritic, one of the best-reviewed games of the year, sitting upside there with uh, Hi-Fi Rush. and uh,
2: the, oh, Metro- the, the best-reviewed game. Oh, so is far. it the
1: best? So far, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, getting a 10 from IGN, just a lot of people just loving everything they changed. I guess, you know, it's about 16 hours long, They streamlined kind of the ending sections, which I kind of don't remember myself. I know it got a little bit of like soldiery.
2: That's when you're on the, yeah, you go to this island and then all of a sudden I remember yeah having just 300 bullets of SMG ammo Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. being kind of taken aback by how the game shifts. But, you know, Yeah. yeah, it seems seemingly they've kind of balanced that out a little bit.
1: Yeah, and it seems that they worked on more sections of the game. There's, you know... In the original game there's this section where you have to cross a lake and it turns into this boss battle they kind of we'll just call it god of War. it yeah okay. <laughs> you know so it's a kind of like this open world pseudo open world section similar to god of war god of war ragnarok in which you can drive the boat around explore the areas you know figure out puzzles uh do things at your own pace and just it's kind of just an area you'll be hanging out for in a little while which again this all sounds great i just I'm already bought in, Yeah, next week I'll be playing it, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we knew that this game was going to be good, you know, when Nick and I, you know, did our video game fantasy league, we had eight people in the league, I think, and this was the number two overall pick, you know, mm-hmm. after, after Breath of the Wild sequel, so, you know, expectations were high, but it's always fun, it's always nice when you have these expectations and they deliver... Um, you know the reviews are saying the things of you know along the lines of Capcom has yet again set the bar for what a remake should and can be and um, you know it's a and it's a seminal game it's an important one. This was I remember when they started to remake Resident Evil two and three and people were like oh my god these are great like holy shit mm-hmm. but can they do it with four like mm-hmm. you know two and three are these more linear fixed camera angle things so like the idea of them going in and not only remaking a beloved game that there are gonna be people that are sensitive to things that could change but to change those and then have everybody overwhelmingly be high on it is uh, exactly what you want so um you know between ted space between this you know it's uh, one of the greatest starts for the year for for horror it's just yeah. unfortunate that callisto protocol was not in that and <laughs> not in the conversation still but um right. yeah
1: and it was a game that i think needed a remake you know yeah. a dead space uh It didn't need a remake, the game was pretty good on its own and it still held up pretty well. But there were a lot of archaic things about Resident Evil. I mean, we're talking a game that existed before Gears of War, before Uncharted, and a
2: lot of third person action games that have existed well, since. This yeah. literally set the model. It's similarly, to Super Mario or Mario 64 setting the model for how 3D operates, like this set the model for third person shooters. Yeah. And that over-the-shoulder angle. Before this game, that did really didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You can obviously see, see the impact that that had, <laughs> so. but yeah, you couldn't even you couldn't even move and shoot in the original, right? right? So like, it's just I've tried to go back, I've tried to replay it, but I it's it's too far. So I agree, I, it's it's needed.
1: Yeah. So if you if obviously, uh, I mean, the bar, for, I mean, the demos out there, Resident Evil Two and Three are out there. So if you like those, I mean, why not play this. That's yeah. that's all it's all gravy. So um, I I already have it. I pre-ordered it. I. Don't have a gamestop story about my pre-order <laughs> other than I did get I did get $45 again for Hogwarts. Again, this is why John and I invest in physical because you get your money back and more. so yeah. and, it, and it worked out perfectly too because I traded that in Horizon because Horizon just came to extra. And it was like, oh, the exact amount I needed, it was like $63, $64. Because this is, yeah, this is a $60 it's game too. Like you guys too. were like bartering.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, I'll <laughs> give you these two, you give me that one. yeah all right, It was yo,
1: 11 okay. cents difference, so it was oh, nice. cr- Yeah, so I was like, all right, yeah, that works out. So uh, yeah, expect impressions from me on Resident Evil 4, the game, um, uh, at uh, episode 42. Nice, so,
2: all right, question for you, Nick. What yeah. is, uh, is Capcom remake Resident Evil 5? <laughs> or or what or you know obviously they're making nine yeah but they've had this this thing for a while where they're making the mainline game and having a separate team seemingly making remakes so how do you manage that pipeline do you yeah. go to five or do you say Code Veronica maybe or what yeah. are, what are we doing well it's timeline
1: wise they should have done Code Veronica before four uh, I could see I could see them going to five. I don't know, man. I, I wonder five, is, five doesn't need the treatment as much as...
2: Right, I feel like five is that is. cutoff, right? And six is a... Nobody even wants to say six. So, like, nobody's thinking about that. Seven obviously doesn't need it. So, like, five is the weird one. Like, do we remake that or not? Or, like, I could see them. I wonder if it would make sense to go back and remake the first one, but change it up to that Resident Evil 2 style as opposed to just, like, super pretty, what they did with it in GameCube. I, I wonder if they would do that. You know, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be interesting to see what that secondary Capcom team, you know, kind of does with right. with the franchise after this, because, you know, it's been six years, I think, or maybe, Resident Evil 2 remake came out what, 2019? So I guess it's been four years. I don't know if the top of Because I'm pretty sure three, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think sure, it is 2019. Because I'm pretty sure three came out a year later, which is like, you know, we don't get that type of shit anymore. Right. Um. Yeah, January 25th, 2019. So they've been doing this double trajectory thing for four years now. So um, yeah, just something I'm curious to see. Um, You know, I expect a Resident Evil 9 announcement probably next year, probably. But Mm -hmm. um, you know, or you just combine the teams and go like, look guys, like we did what we accomplished to do. We brought everything forward. Now we're gonna focus on making all our mainline games, having the third person mode, the first person mode, the VR mode, we need everybody on deck, you know, to deliver the best thing we can. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Could could just be a new game. Resident, Resident Evil though, man, like, you know, it, besides like Zelda, Mario, Final Fantasy, it's in that like Mount Rushmore of it. It's just, it's been on the scene for 30 years now and except for six, always <laughs> just one of the best things out there. So mm-hmm. hopefully you like spooky things because if you don't, you're missing out.
1: Yeah, indeed. So that'll be out next week, 24th of March.
2: Cool. Cool. All right. Well, similarly, it's kind of a good segue to our next topic here, Nick. So, slow news week. So, just thought we'd get our brains moving a little bit. Just kind of, you know, thoughts on, you know, we haven't talked about this franchise in a bit. So, I thought we'd bring it back. Um, I want to know what Naughty Dog's planning on doing for their next game. <laughs> you know, with the, with the success of the show. And we know that 2 is being worked on for the show. What do you want? What do you think and what do you want Naughty Dog to do next? And we're talking beyond the multiplayer project. Beyond we Factions. We know Factions is being worked on. Neil Druckmann has been going on some crazy fucking tour lately because he's, like, <laughs> you know, the most popular man in the world right now besides Pedro Pascal. You know, going on all these interviews saying things like, well, we have our next game picked out, but I'm not, you know, able to say what it is yet. And I know all the fans want us to do part three, but we're not ready to say yet. And so... Um, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts? <laughs>
1: um, again, this would be a much interesting uh, this would be an interesting question, well, my answer would be and I believe we did talk about this when we were ranking our studios mm-hmm. or in something along those lines of what we wanted to, them to do and I think we both leaned heavily towards like some kind of a new franchise, right? I think so. Yeah. And we would want them to do something that wasn't uncharted, it wasn't last of us. Well, now the last of us show is out and In a similar vein to Game of Thrones, if they want to tell the story further, and if we we think Ellie deserves a part three, we want that game out before the show catches up to that point, Mm -hmm. I think. Not that I don't think the show would be good if it was its own thing and we were seeing Ellie's story beyond part two but I really want to play through part three. Yeah, <laughs> it, would feel kind of, it
2: would feel kind of weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I think like my personal opinion is much higher on the Last of Us part three. And I I almost, I don't think they would have gone through all this trouble if part three was not on the table. Like we're, we're kind of in this Last of Us renaissance and we're probably gonna hear about the multiplayer project very shortly within the next few months. And uh, and I would think it would be smart to just keep riding this wave, you know. Get the Last of Us multiplayer project out there with Last of Us Part Two, and then some kind of tease too that the Last of Us Part Three is, is coming.
2: So you so you think and you want Last of Us Three next? That's that, was, that would be your. I do now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think yeah I I, th- I think I think they have a couple ways they can go, but. If they don't make The Last of Us 3 next, then I think... How do I say this? Neil being involved with the HBO, HBO show gives me complete confidence that if they decide that they're going to go past, <laughs> narratively, where The Last of Us 2 ends, that the story itself would be intact, but it would feel weird. So they either need to make something else now, which is what I personally would want. I would love... You know, just a less grounded, more supernatural, maybe sci-fi type thing from from Naughty Dog that has those same narrative, you know, high benchmarks that we're used to seeing from them, but set in just some crazy wackadoo universe, you know, that can get super gritty, like a seedy underbelly of like a, a far off planet or something like that shit could be dope. But... If they do that, then they have to almost give the reins of The Last of Us to HBO, which I believe, again, with these crazy amount of interviews that they've been doing, they said that is something they've talked about. Is like, hey, basically the stewardish the stewardship of this series is kind of moving from Naughty Dog to HBO. If they if they determine that the show is almost more valuable than continuing in the game, but. You know, and then they could maybe come back and they could say, okay, well, now we're making the game for the show that we did. I don't know how fans would feel about that, but I think that could be a viable solution. But um, I think they're going to make The Last of Us 3 next. I think that is what they're doing. They just don't want to say it yet. But I personally would just like to see something I else from that. just
1: them. had this thought, though, is we, since we don't, we don't know what The Last of Us Factions is— Is Mm -hmm. it just a simple multiplayer mode that will be bundled Mm -hmm. with Last of Us Part 2 for PS5? Nope. Or is it some kind of persistent season pass, or battle pass, our favorite live service, our favorite terms from the last few weeks, if it's one of those games, that could definitely hurt the chance that a Part 3 is coming.
2: You want to know what I think Factions is? I think we've asked. I've Probably. talked about it before, <laughs> but I'm more confident that I were like because there was a specific verbiage that they they had when they were talking about factions last. Is they said that you and a friend can play through the game. They didn't say friends. They said you and a friend, which is weird. You know, they are very specific when they put out this PR shit. So to me, it sounds like it's going to be a co-op focused single co-op focused narrative adventure that you and one other person can go through that's going to give you more texture to the world that doesn't have anything really to do with Joel and Ellie Right. with the multiplayer suite attached to it and I think it's going to that's going to be kind of the package so it's going to be a smaller narrative experience similar similar to like Miles Morales first like Things like that in that universe. To maybe, if they do have ideas for the third game, like if there's ways to rope in a new faction, uh, a new faction, a new clan, a new characters or whatever they need to do, they can put them in the place where they need to be, so that when part three comes out in video game form or in HBO form, they kind of have that connection. And um, it's it's just been they've been talking about it for too long. They've been discussing it for too long for it to just be a multiplayer thing. I don't I don't think. We would have gone this long if they didn't decide some way into that. I think it started off that way. I think it started off as this thing that they would just tack on and they go, oh, no, like, okay, we have some cool ideas or like maybe this is turning into something bigger than it is. So I think it will be a full-fledged 70 dollars experience that has that live service element, but with the narrative right. core there as well. Because
1: it's been three years since Last of Us Part Two coming up here in a few months, and you would think that this project has been going on well and as long as that's been around and before so they have
2: said that that expect to hear big news about it this year yeah uh, very vague but you know (laughs) again
1: sometime between now and june there will be a (laughs) Sony press conference and this will for sure be there yeah in some form who knows how much information we'll get but it'll be there yeah all right is that is that it yeah that's it all right can we make a pact that we cannot talk about Naughty Dog or The Last of Us until there is some kind of news for
2: a while? Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, we can make a pact. The Last I, of
1: think Us became the new God of War. You not bring for it up? you,
2: but for the audience, yes. <laughs> as long as I'm clear, it's not for you. <laughs>
1: All right. So, yeah, I just put it to rest. I feel like I feel like as as a show,
2: there's no it, way. It's been <laughs> There's going to be some news. It's going to come out next week, man.
1: <laughs> well, then it's fine, yeah. but uh yeah. yeah. I done speculating on Naughty Dog. So, I'm not
2: going to have a top 10 list of favorite Naughty Dog characters <laughs> next week. <laughs> no. No. Joel, Ellie, Nathan, Joel, Joel, Ellie, Ellie. <laughs> R- Racking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's my fave. <laughs> uh, yep. So, nope. On to on to part four, Nicholas. All right.
1: So next up, I wanted to talk about our favorite video game endings this time. Last week we talked about our favorite video game openings, and since we had we did that, and we had one of the considered one of the greatest video game endings uh, in The Last of Us, and that's all I'm going to mention it because <laughs> that is the
2: correct answer to this
1: yeah yeah it is widely considered the number one best ending of all time uh and we just saw it in tv form so it doesn't have to be like you know set in stone you know it's it's been a busy week i know we came up with these answers pretty on the fly but i wanted to just talk about so, a few of our favorites you know what uh some of our favorite uh video game endings that we experienced and I'll just go first and I won't even I won't talk about what happens. It's just The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, uh, like that never even entered my brain for this. I was just thinking about the first one yeah. so much.
1: Uh and yeah, because it's very memorable. It still sticks to me to this day. I remember I had to talk to John again. The Last of Us Part Two was a game. That came out when John and I first met and I had to talk to him the next day and just told him how exhausted I was after experiencing it. And uh, again, it still sticks to my day where you could probably ask me, like, what happened at the end of Control or Jedi Fallen Order or these games and I'll, I'll be like, oh, man, what did happen? Let me think. Yeah. But if you go Last of Us Part 2 I'm like, oh, I know what the fuck happened at the end of that game. It's going to be, it's the most memorable ending in most recent years for me, so.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good answer. So, for me, because I always have to have, you know, 19 answers to these kind of questions. <laughs> uh, just a couple shout-outs real quick before I... I want to talk about one in depth. Um, you know, and I've realized that this these just turn out... These lists just turn out to be, yeah, these are my favorite games. Because, of course, Portal 2, you know, it was in my best openings, but also best endings. Because you get to shoot a portal at the moon and then go to the... Like, it's, it's you know, it's just it's funny and cool and all that, all that stuff roped into one. Portal 2 is great. Uh, the ending to Shadow of the Colossus is classic um, and it's you know you, you kind of can sense it coming but you don't want to believe it until it does and so I probably we probably should have said it before this like slight spoilers if you hear us mention a game like you know, and you care <laughs> I don't know cold maybe ears. Just, Yeah, maybe put la on mute real quick la la but you know when you kind of find out that at the end of that game that you are in fact the bad guy is you know pretty memorable uh, Journey you know it's just kind of this emotional thing where you're just going through and You know, I think it's meant to represent like heaven, right? Ascending to kind of like the afterlife and things like that. So just kind of a memorable thing. I do definitely remember with the music picking up and everything like that. Hades, one of the greatest games of all time. I love it so much. But when you finally get to that 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 true ending, and you get to your dad, and you know you're ready to fight him for the tenth time, and he goes, "Nah, I'm just gonna step aside." And then you're allowed to finally bring your mother into the underworld. And is, is super great. But the game that I want to talk about, and I don't, it's no surprise to Nick. It's probably no surprise to anybody else who you know kind of knows my taste at this point. But it's uh, near automata. Um, you know, it's it's rare that a game has stuck with me like this one has, and I can't say one specific thing that elevates this game to the level that I hold it at, which is in top five all time easy. It's it's and it really shouldn't be because it, at the at its core it is kind of just basic combat, you know, some fast movement things like that. But the way that Yoko Taro, the director of this game, structured the narrative. Um, to have these multiple endings that you kind of experience different sides of the story. And then they end up kind of fusing into this culmination with the ending E is what it's called. Um, is like the true ending of the game. But you actually, you eventually get to this point where, you know, the, the main crux of the story is, you know, it's like the humans have left Earth. They've gone to this ship that's orbiting Orbiting the earth to basically wait for the androids to beat the machines on the planet so they can return to the planet So these androids, you know that look like humans are fighting these machines Endlessly for like 11,000 years and you kind of get to the end of the game And again major spoilers here. So if you want to play this game, please don't listen um, where you realize that humanity is gone. They've been gone for thousands and thousands of years. You, as an Android player, 2B, has been sacrificing yourself over and over and over again because, like, you do, you know, like, the, these these androids, you know, it, it does this whole existential thing, like, what is a person, you know? Am I a human or do I have consciousness, blah, 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 that whole thing that's, tied, you know, played out to infinity, but... You know, you get to this point where you're like, okay, I can basically sacrifice myself, and they do a clever way of, like, you sacrifice your save file, where, like, you basically are kind of making this decision where you go, I'm going to sacrifice everything I've built up to this point, all the hard work I've played the game with, all the trophies I've earned, everything. I'm going to sacrifice my save file to help enhance the future people who play this game, you know? And, like, when you do it, it's kind of a weirdly emotional because, you know, you're... you're you know you're this text is coming up you're like do you want to sacrifice yourself yeah and like this music this beautiful music is playing in the background and, you know are you sure yeah are you really like do you know like this is gonna be the end of you and like yes I want to do it for the betterment of humanity and like and you do this thing while this is all going on you're like this little kind of Triangle that's a, like it's like a bullet hell thing and you're fighting the credits and the credits are coming down You're shooting them the, the words are exploding and when you finally get to the point where it's like Okay Do you want to enlist the help of humanity to help you get to the end after you've agreed to sacrifice yourself? and this like weird chibi music kind of pops in where like everything you've been listening to so far gets this like it kind of gets amplified like you can hear all these voices kind of coming around you and then like your little one tiny ship gets encircled by a bunch of other ships and like kind of represents obviously everybody coming to your aid and like you get through the fight and you finally get to the end and like yeah you wipe your save file you cannot go back to it and that's it and I just it's so impactful and and so memorable um, that I think Besides, like the music, which is it's probably my favorite soundtrack of any game ever. I think the game lands for me so well because of that ending, and uh, I'm very sad. It's it's also one of those things. I'm I'm very sad. I can't go experience it again. Like <laughs> that's one of the true, you know, one of the true hallmarks of like something that you really really enjoy. It's like fuck. Like, the best I can hope for is a near automata two, but I don't know how you I don't know how you <laughs> like, if Yoko Taro figures out a way to a continue that story because it kind of ends in a you know pretty final way. But, um, you know, to to reach those highs again, I, I'd be I'd be a very happy boy. But.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is
2: very weird
1: one uh, ending. it's a true sign of a really good, not weird. A true sign of a good ending is when it like it just permeates all through gaming. like I heard about this, you know, i didn't yeah. I didn't play the game, but i I knew about it and and heard about it and just what an experience it was. And as you just heard, like, I don't think there's any other video game that ends like that. No. You know, like, nope. I, don't think, I don't think you consider, you know, there's a lot of endings that are shocking and, or, you know, traumatic or a, there's a big twist. You're the bad guy, all those kind of things. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know. So, yeah, to, need- to
2: fuck with you on this weird meta level. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, you know, it, that whole game is meta and weird, right? And, but um, 26 different endings and all that kind of nonsense. But... Uh, very special one. Yeah. No. I definitely, I definitely agree with that.
1: Um, am I able to talk about the ending to Red Dead Redemption with you?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. I don't care.
1: Do you know what happens? No. Okay. <laughs> I know John
2: Marston kills a bunch of people, goes back, spends time with his family, and then somebody else shows back up or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that, that's that's, uh, that's is that that all right. Let's move on. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, what I liked about Red Dead Redemption's
1: ending, and I guess I can I, I can save you from the spoil. No,
2: please, I, Nick. It's fine. It's it's a 15 year old game. <laughs> if it gets remastered, I might do it. But you also know I feel about Rockstar games. So right, like, right, just right. Go for it. <laughs> All right.
1: So um, very few games do this as well, similar to uh, Nier Automata, is where when you in this game, you're you're John Marston. You know, it's the Wild West. You're tasked with hunting down the members of your old gang. And as you do that, and you complete that, you, you know, you beat the quote-unquote final boss, you beat the final member of your gang, uh, you kind of... Is it Micah? No. Okay, All right, sorry. No, Micah dies in Red Dead 2. Oh, I oh, see. See, this is how much I care. <laughs> uh, uh, after you've done that, you know most games there it's like it's over you know that's the end of the story but what Red Dead does great is like the whole game you're doing this because you want to get back to your family you're kind of being blackmailed uh, by the FBI to do this by Marshalls the Pinkertons yeah the Pinkertons
2: ah. <laughs> sorry I just I love I love I don't know like the Pinkertons have always been like a cool group to me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So,
1: so, so you finally get to go back to your family, and and what happens next is kind of this like moment of catharsis. It's like not, you're, there's not, there's no big gun battles. There's no uh, crazy, you know, shootouts. You know, you're not you know, robbing like caravans or anything like that. You're just being a dad and existing in the family life. You're hurting your your animals your a sheep farm. farm
2: yeah yeah basically yeah, sheep farm <laughs>
1: nice you're maintaining your farm you're spending time with your son you know taking care of your wife and it's just it's like this like peaceful like happy ending you know it's like wow this is you know this is kind of Video games just don't do this. They don't just let you relax and exist in this world. Mm -hmm. And again,
2: like any Rockstar game, that world is so perfectly fine tuned and beautiful. I mean, especially in 2008. Like, that was like prime time where it's like action, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, you know, before the age of Walking Sims and things like that, where you really have slower experiences. So, yeah, especially uh, in that age. And uh,
1: not shocking because, as as other characters have teased, as, uh, you know, the Pinkertons, you know, once they found everyone you know it's their job to catch people and when there's nobody else to catch you know they're gonna turn on you and try and catch you and sure enough they do and as you're, you get your family to safety you know you tell them to move on and uh, in red dead is this kind of bullet time mode right Bull- time slows down you hold your cursor over a bunch of dudes time resumes and bam bam they're all dead right uh so you push open this barn door and there's probably like 20 pinkertons all there <laughs> and you obviously it's not going to happen but you highlight as many as you can you you do that you shoot them but you know they get the better of you they kill you mm. butch cassidy
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. huh? okay
1: yeah and then in the turn of events, the game isn't over. Oh. You play as John Marston's son, and then you go on a revenge uh, little outing to kill the Pinkerton that betrayed your dad. That's pretty so dope. So you get a final shootout with him at That's that That's pretty dope. Yeah. It is is pretty
2: badass. Like okay. man. Yeah, that that must have been just a very pretty good uh, range of emotions where you're like oh I did it oh god they're back oh I'm fine oh god they killed me all. oh I'm their son oh okay I got it. it's just like ah yeah, yeah. yeah and similar
1: to Red Dead Redemption too, when like there's certain periods in that game where you wish you could just stay forever and I think like the family life with John Marston was like just a moment in time it's like, man, I wish I didn't keep playing these missions because I just wanted to exist here. You know, I didn't want the the
2: unhappy ending to come so fast. And that, that's kind of what happens at the end of the two, also, yep. right? Like, I wonder if they got us feedback from people that, are like, yeah, this ending was so killer that they tri-. like. It almost seems like they tried to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, very- I'm speaking from a place of ignorance. I never, I never played two, but yeah, it's know, it's, like, yeah, all I know is that people said like. I don't really care for the end, because it just kept going on and on and on.
1: Yeah, A, that game's too long, and yeah, it gets kind of really depressing and introduces new characters at the end that don't work as well. Yeah. But uh, no, Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 are just some of the finest games out there, and incredible that Rockstar put all their effort into a Western and then to have the writing be so good and end so well. Yeah. Yeah. Sticks with you. Cool
2: got any others any other honorable oh matches?
1: you're oh
2: you're done yeah i, I, just, I just did my five i'm sorry i maybe i should have discussed the format but it was just the four honorable matches i really just want to talk about here
1: okay uh yeah another one that instantly came to mind because it's very memorable was uh bioshock infinite um this game kind of deals with uh, elizabeth who's able to tra- transport through other dimensions uh, I know it's not a great term now, but like the multiverse. <laughs> well, to me at least. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of ends in a great reveal of a multiverse that there's always a lighthouse. You know, there's always, you know, a guy going down to rescue. And it, uh, it has a kind of a dark ending because you're realizing that. Did she drown you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, they realize, you realize that you are the bad guy and the good guy. But it's depending on what happens after your baptism. You know, if you if you accept your baptism, uh, you know you become Comstock the bad guy. But if you reject it, you become the good guy. And so, in the ending, all the different versions of Elizabeth they, they all look very di- they all look different. Uh, drown you at your baptism to Bitch. prevent just just you from existing at all.
2: Yeah. No, that's cool. I, Bioshock is high on the list of games I wish I had time to go back and play through again. Like. Mm-hmm. I've only ever played one and three, but um, narratively, those always come up on the list of everything. Yeah. Endings, beginnings, narr- like. DLC. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, the DLC is also yeah, considered so very well, so. I'd love to go back and play those, but, you know, hopefully we get a new one here soon, and I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bioshock is one of those next franchises that starts getting some remake treatments.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, and Bioshock 4 has been rumored for quite
2: a while, so... Yeah, and we get Judas coming up, you know, which is yes. the, the Ken Levine yes. game who formulated all these ideas in the first place, so, yeah. <laughs> all right. Could, could but, be looking at a nice little Bioshock revival here soon.
1: All right, well, I'm excited for the next part. John has
2: touched a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, so... Not going to be any in-depth discussions here. I didn't beat anything, you know. I'm, did well, you no, I weep? did. I did beat something. Aha, I did beat something. <laughs> did you weep when you grabbed your controller and you're like, it's happening. It's happening. No, it, I no, it was I mean, it was honestly a little weird. Like the moment, you know, I told you and you got kind of mad at me. It's like the moment my my wife went over to her mothers and and took the kids with her and so I was like, yeah, I got a couple hours. What's the first thing I do? I clean my basement because like <laughs> I don't know, it just felt wrong in the moment to be like, oh, I can I can settle. And so, cleaned the basement, got myself nice and comfy cozy, and I got about two hours into it. But yeah, it it felt good, man, Uh, because I was able to finish Norco, Mm -hmm. which... (laughs) What happens? Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens. You know, I, I I was talking to my friend Will a little bit about it the other day and like, you know, we were discussing just kind of the, the events of the game and the events. And It's a very interesting game because I love a lot of aspects of it, but I just wish I could sit down and talk to the creator or somebody that's able to efficiently guide me through that story. <laughs> because the pixel art is some of the best I've ever seen. I love the setting. I love the music. The characters were weird and goofy and sometimes funny and sometimes disturbing like it checked a lot of boxes but for a game that doesn't have gameplay really you know you can click on things but in a game that like the the main thing dragging you through is this story and it had a lot of cool story beats right your mother is has this weird homeless man telling her that she's related to jesus christ and you're like Well, okay <laughs> and then when you get to the end and like it's. It seems like there's. It just a lot of things flew over my head, and I really didn't think I was going to have that happen to me because I did make it a point, playing this game like, every single time I went to a new screen. the Very first thing I did, hit triangle so I can see what are all the things I need to hit. I'm gonna hit them all. I'm gonna read them all, and I thought that by the end of it, it would have. <laughs> it would have. I would have been able to leave that and, and have like a nice discussion with you or somebody on like what happened and and, you know, between super duck and and papa and and the garretts and you know this the oil company which like seemed to be the centerpiece of everything and the shields and we're introducing the the founder and like her his daughter who kind of ran the company in the ground kind of seemed like that was going to be the centerpiece but it really wasn't it was more just kind of like like a like a manifestation of an antagonist in like oil refinery form and it's just like it 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 felt like there was a lot of things moving at once, but they never <laughs> slammed together for me. But yeah. I still think it's a it was it was worth my eight dollars easily and I'm happy I played it. So, you know, if you're into weird things, I would still say check it out. But mm-hmm. make sure you are into weird things and make sure you're into a game where you're literally just clicking buttons like it was a good chill game for me it was it was a it was a good game to put on in very specific situations sure. um but also every moment i was playing i was kind of like i want to play something like i want to play something not right. like i don't want to just hit, hit click buttons but. right so that's norco i don't know i was higher on in the beginning kind of fell off a little bit but still yep. cool I hear you. now this game again we've talked about it on the show this, I'm bringing this game not really to discuss anything other than I really want it to, to plea people out there to give this game the time of day and evaluate it to make sure that it's something you wouldn't like because if it is something you like it's fucking awesome as Nick has said many times and it's fixed now and you can play it and not worry about wiping your save That's neon white you know Nick's indie game of the year last year it's just like I've, I've, I've gotten back into the swing of things you know we kind of all I think have games where you play it for a couple hours, you really dig it, You it gets put down for one reason or another, you pick it back up, you kind of forgot how to fine tune movements and things work, and so you kind of get back into it again, and I, I, I pushed my way through to, I think I'm on like mission 6 now, which is of 12, and there's like usually 10 little levels in those missions. And yeah, it's just such an addicting loop and the movement is so, so good. Um, You know, the the card-based movement system that they put in here, the level design is absolutely spectacular. The amount of times that I've went into a level and just tried to brute force my way into an ace and get the ace, and then I I look at it again, I'm like, there's a fucking shortcut right there. And then I do the shortcut, (laughs) I shave off six seconds of time and it feels so good to do that. And like sometimes you find those shortcuts organically, sometimes you're really looking for that extra half a second and you don't know where to find it and you finally found it and it feels really good sometimes Nick beats your score by like a tenth of a second you're like fuck that and then you go back and you want to make sure that. which I'm just kidding that's never happened every time I get an ace I leave it there so you can next time if you ever go through you can kind of see but this game is just it really is uh, if, if you value um, gameplay experiences Hades type experiences Returnal type experiences it's very 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 addicting and um but I will say the one caveat to that is you have to be in the mood for it. It is a game that if you're just like kind of tired after work, if you're have like 20 minutes to play games, it might not be the best game to play um, because it's it's it requires a lot of you. Like when you're when you're in the thick of it and you're in that flow zone, you are like you are doing insane things you're flying this way you're jumping here you're shooting that way you're going over here and then and you do everything right and you're like I'm still off what the fuck um but I just I want to I want to bring I that I dare game. you I no, no. <laughs> do not uh, besmirch this game music is great um but just an all-around great experience and I think it's probably getting to that point where the people who are going to buy it have bought it you know so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to start seeing this game get on some little sales I, and I think it's 25 bucks full price so you're going to see it at the $20 price point the $15 price point it's definitely worth full price but um, you know either way Story's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't really. The story's fine. Like, yeah. you know, it's just weird angel devil bullshit. But, uh, yeah, so super, super dope. And then lastly here, the game that never gets beaten by me, um, Elden Ring. <laughs> just just to touch base, um, you know, I've been able to get back into that. Um, you know, I even got to play a little bit about an hour ago. Nick Nick walked me through some Caleb experiences, which was <laughs> nice. Um, so, you know, so fresh in my mind. But, um, no, nothing really new to say besides that. Um, you know, I, I love, love, love that I took the time into to formulate builds because I, I think, at least at this point in my life, you know, there's no easy mode in this game. There's no adv- like, there's no way to get through it any quicker. But like, I feel like by finding this nice build with the Moonveil Katana that I found, you know, it's really made some of the harder bosses more manageable. Which, I don't know. If you want to throw away some of my From Software credentials, I guess you could do that. But I just don't have the time and patience anymore to to lose to a boss 20 times. So to find this new build that's kind of like been able to let me get through some sections a little bit quicker, a little bit easier, and explore more of the world because that's where this game truly does shine. As everybody knows at this point, it's all about the exploration. Um, It's just been been great. And I I really feel like it's one of those situations too where I've been playing it piecemeal for so long that I probably am like way further than I thought I was. Um, You know, I've... I still do have to fight, I think, I believe there's five Elden Lords, which hold the pieces to the ring to, to get to the... I think I've gotten three of them. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I intend to... You know, Neon White kind of derailed me. I wasn't really expecting to, like, get re-addicted to it. So it's hard to put that down, but um, Elden Ring is... It's in the crosshairs. I'm honestly, I honestly do not want to touch Resident Evil 4 Remake until I get that game done. Mm. So we'll see. That's, yeah, that's, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, that'll be until you come in and you go, Yeah, I beat it this weekend because it was so good, and here it is. It, <laughs> you can play it, and then give it back to me when you want. So, you uh, know, that'll be a different story when I have it in front of my face. But
1: is, are, I'm assuming, so, it's your best case, is you got to beat games by June because that's when other new games come out. Is that your is your plan to be done
2: with Elden Ring by You're then? You talking about Final Fantasy and Diablo? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Don't look of defeat in his eyes as, <laughs> as
1: he contemplates. I because yeah, it, have 3 months
2: to be game. It's it's weird, <laughs> but it's almost like Elden Ring fits in the comfy land. The comfy territory where it's like I never lose I never <laughs> lose my muscle memory for it because I've played every every Software game since Demon Souls. So going into it almost does feel like this. Like I do have like a little bit. I can just play, you know, and maybe it's not the right way to play it, but it it's like this game where mm-hmm. I don't ever have that urge. Like I gotta get through it because like I don't I don't know because I don't want to lose the muscle memory. I don't want to lose what I'm doing. The narrative is so loose and the gameplay is so familiar that it just never feels like a burden in that way. But uh, I would I would love to have it beaten by June. <laughs> I would love to have it beaten. You know, if I if I could, you know. Go over to your house for a week and tell my wife I have to go on a work trip. Maybe you know I, I could probably have it beaten in a week, but you know it's. Uh, I'm, I'm trying not to rush through it because I do. You know, at the end of the day, I played too many video games in my life to really have like this is the best game of all time. This is my favorite game. I don't really have that anymore, but I can confidently say Elden Ring would be the one game that I would pick if I was on a desert island and I could only play one game <laughs> for the rest of my life. So I'm trying to cherish it, savor it, enjoy it. And then you know if it if it's something I want to um, and I I do want to platinum it, too like that is part of the part of the uh, you know part of the Ooh. thing because it, it does fall in that land of like the cuphead platinum too where it's like I don't have a timeline on this but like I can keep working towards it because like it's a cool feather to have in your cap you know to, yeah like yeah. like my, I'm still proud of myself Internet for my cred. cuphead yeah and like <laughs> it's honestly not as high as you think I think the platinum percentage on Elden Ring is something like. 12%. Like, it's shockingly high for a game like that. But, um, still, you know, I'm still mad at myself that I don't have the Bloodborne one. I would like to go back and get that. <laughs> thing, but, you know, maybe when I'm hopefully my. I got to take really good care of my fingers. Yeah, you do. And arthritis so that when I, you know, like that famous Twilight Zone episode, you know, with the guy who finally gets his glasses and he finally gets the time, you know, to read all the books that he wants and the world's over and then he breaks his glasses and he can like, I gotta make sure these fingers are good for when that moment comes <laughs> I can finally play these things, but, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nick, you've been playing, uh, you've been playing a little something too. Yeah, yeah. You know, that... I'll-
1: you know, so buckle in everybody. We're I'm gonna talk for the next hour. Yeah. Because I am playing a game to be reported over a hundred hours to complete. And that is the JRPG Persona Five Royal. Now would you rank Persona if you were to say like I don't know, top five JRPGs, would would Persona be in there?
2: Not personally, but absolutely from a industry standpoint, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would probably say it's number one. Like at this at this point, like Final Fantasy is the more recognizable name, but the, the consistent quality level of Persona is that, is yeah. untouchable. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Everything like you know, I was, we were actually talking yesterday um, or two days ago about like you know, theoretically, if Grand Theft Auto six and Persona six came out the same year, which one would you draft first in the fantasy league? And it's like I'd probably I would probably personally go Persona six. They just they just are you <laughs> know always a ninety five. Yeah, which so is Grand Theft Auto in fairness, but. You
1: know. Yeah, so I, I I dip my toes in. I'm about just a little over 10 hours in. I, I feel bad every time. Um, every time, every time, you time you say, I talk about oh, games. I've, I've
2: put in 36 hours in the last day and a half. Yeah, which is... Uh, I yeah, yeah, keep going. Just keep talking, Nick.
1: Yeah, so I'm about 10 hours in. Um, right off the bat, again, this is a... It's an incredibly high-reviewed game, so it you know the the praise is there. I really don't have to say a lot about That's it. A 95 or something. But uh, right off the bat, it's just probably one of the best stylized games out there. From the music to the character designs to the presentation, even just like hovering over this game in the the PlayStation Five menu is like, ah, oh, that art is just so good. Like mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Um, the character models not are not as great. Their eyes are really buggy.
2: <laughs> like buggy isn't big. Yeah, their yeah. eyes are
1: really yeah. big, and uh, it throws me off. But the, the quality of the voice acting, the music, the art—it's just it's just top notch, and that's right from the get go. Um, and also, the game is very dark. Yeah, like I wasn't expecting. Um, the story of the game is. Uh, you name your character, so he doesn't really have a name, but I'll just call him Joker, because that's his, his Phantom Thieves name. Uh, is, uh, you know the, the girl is about to get you know, raped, forced into a car, and uh, he steps in, the guy trips and hurts himself. Uh, the guy is connected in some way, which I don't know yet, but I have some inklings uh, in the story. And uh, you know, using his connection, he gets you in trouble, he gets you a felony for, I believe, for assault and uh, he gets you expelled from your current school. So you are kind of going to a new school away from your parents. You're kind of staying with uh, Sujiro, who des- who decides to take you in and Which I don't know
2: why. That guy definitely doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: That, that was uh, the funny thing is like everyone knows why you're- it's not just you're expelled for like a felony. It's you're you tried to do the right thing and got in trouble for it. You know it it, it you know it blew back on you. And uh, it, despite them knowing that you're, you had noble intentions in the first place, just the way the you know the teachers and the principal and Sudro just treat you like absolute garbage, like you're just some kind of like street urchin troublemaker. <laughs> just yeah. like like leave the kid alone. <laughs> like he tried to do the right thing. Like it's like. What did you want him to do? Just stand there while it happened? It's just, it just, it's kind of laughable. Like, I just can't buy it. It just actually frustrates me.
2: Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, and I, I come speaking from a place of ignorance, but I think I'm right here. I, I think that's, just, that is very much a Japanese <laughs> style, right. cultural thing. Right. You know, where it's just kind of like, if you get caught, it really doesn't fucking matter. If right. You're caught, like, eh. Good luck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, so so you got that, you know, right off the bat. And then the game is built around evil people, like people with evil intentions, evil desires. Um, so much so that they create what they call mind palaces, which are the dungeons of the game. Uh, and the very first guy is Kamoshida. He is a volleyball coach at the school, and uh, he likes to uh, physically abuse his students, and sexually assault them, including blackmail them, Double into, whammy. Blackmail them into sexual favors. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is not ground typically video games cover. <laughs>
2: Especially not ones that are as colorful and bright as these ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has the cheery presentation. Um, so, yeah, it has some deep, dark, mature themes throughout. I'm sure I'm just getting touching the tip of the iceberg on on those. But uh, it's it's... And I don't want to say it's refreshing that it's this dark, but it's just definitely you know it's very adult, Mm -hmm. and I can appreciate that. That was surprising, yeah. Uh, Especially yeah, for a JRPG that are typically about amnesia, or you know you know you're the savior, you're gonna save the world, and all that stuff. Um, that is very tropey in a lot of JRPGs and anime. Yeah, you might still do that. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But uh, right now, yeah, it's very grounded in those very real, serious issues uh, that affect young people. Um, so, uh, so I definitely appreciated that. Uh, I definitely appreciated the storytelling method of True Detective, in which this game is told from an interrogation. Uh, your main character has been caught and he's being interrogated about the events that led up to his capture. So it does a good job of teasing what's coming, but also you're, you're being interrogated. So you're being intentionally vague and I always just, I love the transition between the both. It's just, again, it's another flirt. Yeah. It's a nice little flourish on the, the presentation and the storytelling. Um, and then there is your school life, which. You know, I said Marvel Midnight Suns had a rotation of, you know, mission, hang out with people, do this, do that, run all over the place. Persona 5 takes that on the most extreme level. Everything you do takes time and there is so much to do. Yeah, you can't just hang out with your friends. There's, You can watch movies, you can read books, you can study, you can train. Um, you can, there's a whole city to explore. Um, there's just like all these things to do and everyone's coming at you. Every time you have free time, you're getting IMs from people. And I only have like two two party members at this point.
2: Hang out with me, hang yeah. out with me.
1: <laughs> and yeah, they're, and yeah they're, they're called these confidants and not only are they people in your party, they're people in the real world that Sudro wants to hang out with you. Every time I walk in, do, To go to bed, he's like, Whoa, you wanna hang out with me? And I'm like, I don't got time, man. Like I got exams tomorrow, I gotta study. (laughs) And that and the game is under a a time limit too. Like every day is a day in the month and it keeps going down and down. And very early on you get like kind of a a, you know, you have to you have to beat this dungeon, this mind palace, by this day. And when do you enter it? I don't know. I gotta make sure I enter it before this day, but do I enter it now? Like, do I enter in it in a few days? Do I save up to buy like supplies and then go in there? Like, it throws so much at you in the initial vo- volley that you're just kind of like choice paralysis. Like, what's the right choice? You know, yeah. is, is why? Why do? Why is knowledge, guts, um, proficiency, uh, uh, kindness, like why? How why do these, why do these traits? You know, why do these traits matter? You know, mm-hmm. and a few things have been gated. Like, I couldn't go. I'm out with Anne, unless I had a certain level of kindness. Uh, so, you know, but it but it is throwing so much at you, and I'm sure like JRPG fans are just like, yeah, I'm eating this all mm-hmm, up. You yeah. know, like <laughs> there's so much to do. But uh, for me, then I'm managing. I, I'm getting used to the kind of flow of where I want to do what I want to do on a normal basis. But I, I will say, like, it's insane.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> why I fell off of it. Um, You know, my experience with this game is I've probably played the first ten hours as well, but then I believe it was all of that stuff that just kind of over, it just it just overwhelmed me a bit. Where I don't min max games, and I don't need to see everything. But when I go through a game, like it does bother me if I like am not doing the best thing that I could be doing or getting the best things that I could. And so like this idea that you know, you have to make, you have to sacrifice all these babies, right? Like, you gotta sacrifice your relationship with this person to enhance this, and to do, like, it just, it never felt good. It always felt like I was doing the wrong thing, and with somebody who like, constantly, you know, second guesses himself in real life, Mm -hmm. I just kept second guessing myself, like, no, that's the wrong thing to do, I should, no, oh, crap, I forgot, I should've read a book today, and it's like, I don't, you know, so it gets like, I liked a lot of the style and presentation, the palaces were cool, the the combat, I, I dug, but it's a uh, it's it's a ton, but yeah. I did watch the 67 hour YouTube <laughs> video story playthrough. So I do, uh, and this and this is why I wanted you to play the game so much because I know you you value narrative and you value groups of people that have tight connections and that's what this mm-hmm. game is yeah. um so yeah i mean we're not
1: even getting into the fact that what if it's raining outside oh these other abilities are enhanced like it's good to study mm-hmm. during rain because you can be more focused and yeah. all these just wait things. till you
2: got the batting cages and the go-karts and the movie theater <laughs> and the different in the different cities yeah and like different places theater. you movie theater yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you get the uh, did you get the penis monster persona yet
1: No, there. We'll get into the personas, but yes, there. A lot of them are very, very suggestive.
2: It's it's, Mm. it's, they're very. Have you seen the penis one? No. Oh boy, (laughs) it's not even like it's a penis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, again, it's it's a lot, but it's it's fun. Like the 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 whole presentation really enhances it, so I am having fun with that. But uh, yeah, so we'll get into the other part of other major thing that they throw on you is uh personas uh and they're (laughs) (laughs) i'm seeing the penis monster he is a penis he is a penis (laughs) (laughs) is the uh the uh, persona system which is it's basically pokemon uh there are i i don't know how many personas in this game but they're basically pokemon uh you can basically inherit their skills Uh, you can combine them to create new ones it's this whole other system that I really don't understand all that well other than I want a higher level persona as I level up Um, you kind of want it to match your current level so I just combine things to make that so that I can have if I'm level 12 now I, I make sure I have a level 12 persona equipped
2: yeah, I think I think when it comes to the personas, the idea is you just want to make sure that you have a well-rounded team because the main crux of the combat is weaknesses, right? Yeah. You know, so if you have a weakness, if somebody's weak to fire, it literally, and you hit them with a fire attack, it literally just knocks them down. They can't do anything right. until they get back up. And if you can get every one of the enemies down, you can do something called an all-out attack, which is basically a super attack. So, yeah. When I was playing it, I would always just okay. I got this guy, you know, on can do ice. I got my guy who is, <laughs> you know, kind of he's more well-rounded. He's the only one that can you know, funnel through his different personas. Um, you know, the other characters have one persona, right? Then they're yeah. not able to funnel or switch through. So that's all I ever did. And then, you know, they, they're really good character designs, too. So you kind of yeah. sometimes find one that you, you just really like the way they look.
1: Yeah, no, its it's been entertaining every time you see a new one. Uh, that And they're all very dark, the ones I've seen so far. Like, they're just cre- weird creatures or succubuses and, yeah. or devils with giant horns for penises and... Horns yeah. for penises? Yeah, hmm yeah. <laughs> uh, all yeah, pe- it's, all it's pretty entertaining. But, but even, yeah, like I said, even the, the complexity goes into the combat because not only is it the personas, there's all this, yeah, if you hit a, a person with a weakness, you get to attack again. But then you can pass the baton to another character and then they do more attacks. And then if they exploit a weakness, they can pass the baton again and that person can use a skill for free. Like it's it's this, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just adds to that complexity of the overall game, and I can't even imagine as you know, I my party gets larger and and more systems like you mentioned are added, mm-hmm. uh, it might be a lot. But I'm I'm taking it all in stride so far. The I,
2: combat usually the combat itself will stay man. It's it maintains itself pretty well. It's okay. it's all the extra the outside of the dungeon <laughs> stuff. Um, what do you think about? The like the velvet room in, in Igor like I, I always kind of dug the like just that area. Like it's just kind of cool
1: I it makes no sense as no, no, from okay. storytelling perspective uh, It's kind of like a prison that you go to in the game. It's called the velvet room and this is where you can kind of Manipulate personas you can see like a pokédex of all the personas uh, This is where yeah, you combine them and it's, again, He, this guy speaks very vague about how important you are. I, just love, this his, is probably, I love his voice. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is probably the most anime section of the game. He has two young girl security guards with hard eye patches for on each eye. Yep. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's very confusing. Like, I don't know what his whole role in it is, but... Uh, You're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm just gonna probably ride this train. It'll probably be you know, my side game. As games come out, I'll probably put it down for Resident Evil Four, continue to play it. If I still have more to play by Star Wars Survivor, put it down again, you know, and just yeah. kinda push through it. But, you know, so far I can see why it's considered one of the, you know, one of the greatest
2: JRPGs out there. Yeah. Um, it's it's great, you know. Yep. Yeah, I think there's eight total palaces, so
1: Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. So if you're on two,
2: you got you got some ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's
1: it's it's an interesting game for sure. It's it's pretty pretty cool and incredible writing, like which, like I said, you really don't usually
2: see in JRPGs very much, you know. Yeah. I don't know how you make a game like this. Like the, the, <laughs> the Persona team is is you know as you ask a wall the wall of sticky notes. <laughs> the first question you ask, man. I mean, you know, like is there. Is there a JRPG series that's, that's highly regarded? It, there's a reason for that. You know? so, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm burping as I'm trying to talk. So. <laughs> I'm so emotional. I um, love this game so much. <laughs> yeah. Good. good, man. Good. So.
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably
2: be bringing the game uh, up again. Well, and I if you they're... absolutely love it, you know, where they just re put. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. if you love it, you are know, like I want, you know, Persona similar to Golden. Danganronpa, and but. You know, it's 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 you have to put some thought and time and thinking into it. And be like, where do I fit this in? But it's there. You know, right. we got three and four on PS5 as well, so plenty of Persona to go around. Yeah, it's it's very cool. This this franchise is kind of on its renaissance right
1: now. Like, it seems to be. Yeah,
2: and uh, I like the fun fact about Persona too. That it's it's a, it's actually it's in it of itself as a spinoff, which a lot of people don't know. Right. You know, that's from the Shinmen, Shin Megami Tensei series. Um, got right. kind of this little spinoff thing that you know got more popular than the. Uh, and then this game them. has spinoffs, like Strikers. And, oh, yeah. Like, Dancing all night, yeah. Ultimax. Yeah. <laughs> all these weird, you know, there's a fighting game, a rhythm game, uh, a Musou game. <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of different genres. So.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if this will bleed
2: me into those games, but... We'll,
1: we'll, I would we'll, be surprised. I'll if you, focus on this first.
2: <laughs> if you do want to play the, you're going to need a year off of it. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, next one. <laughs> right. <But.
1: laughs> all right, so that is six things. We did it. And, John, I'm going to put you on the spot. Johnny on the spot. Yeah, uh huh. It's a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When are we playing XO Primal? <laughs> when are you going to vote your six hours a month to
2: this upcoming well, weekend to well, play some XO Primal? Since I got the text from my wife that she wants to have a snack night tonight, <laughs> it's probably tomorrow, man. It's probably tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow, and I can't give you an hour or a time because it's probably going to have to be after my. Let's do tentatively tomorrow at 9 p.m. How's that okay. How's that sound? Right. <laughs> you heard it, folks. I will uh, if pencil, I, next... I will lightly pencil it in. <laughs> if my next podcast,
1: John has not played Exo well he has let myself and the listeners down. I'm fine letting you down. I will not let the listeners down. So... Come
2: yeah. on, we all—all yeah. all I ask is maybe an hour, so we can just be like, if we like it or not. We're gonna, yeah, like you said, I think yesterday we'll know within an hour. But, yeah, but yeah, and then next week we got the Diablo beta, hopefully. So you know that A one. That time, I, I I'll want, more, want more time.
1: It, 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 same, same. because yeah, I, I hear wanna, there are some bonuses if you can get the the max level in the in the.
2: Beta. Oh really? Yeah, I just want to, yeah, I just want to eat it up. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, so, you know, unlike I didn't play the Resident Evil Four demo because, like, you know, I I, I want to experience that just when one fell yeah, through, you it's already be, know. I already know but like Diablo 4 is like hey you can, you can give me the first full world of that I don't give a <laughs> shit like whatever I'll go back like those games aren't anything more than just like mm, dopamine 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 right
1: so, yeah. so uh, other than Exo Primal uh, Chia will be out next week mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, if it reviews well maybe I'll 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 take a look and have some impressions yeah uh, is there anything else to tease
2: no, everybody should go to YouTube and search Not To Not To. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's, it won the Oscar for Best Original Song, and it's got some of the best Indian dancing I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's incredible. So, no, go watch that. But other than that, okay, no, okay. that's all I have time for. I have time for four-minute videos in my life. <laughs> Good, good. At least you got something. Yep. You
1: got not to not to in your life. Yep. <laughs> all right. So that's it. John,
2: what song are we leaving them on? Uh, it's called Not To Not To. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, you know, um, from the greatest ending of all time, Near Automata. Since Nick, you know, kind of made it known the other week that I haven't picked any of these songs yet, so you know, oh, we've only got we one. Go. So you guys are about to probably get a lot of Nier Automata, but this one's a little more chill. It's uh it plays as soon as you kind of enter this amusement park area area that has all these little tiny yep, robots I that are like throwing one. like fireworks in there and they're like yay it's just like weird and kind of cool but yep. the song is called Amusement Park uh, it is from Near Automata by Keiichi Okabe um good choice yeah. good choice good. I know this one yeah I played this far yeah <laughs> okay.
1: yeah okay disappointing this is why he doesn't care about disappointing me, because I disappointed him by not playing his favorite game of all time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, what's his favorite game of all time, maybe. But you yeah. know, also I One of know, his know, the fact of that I man. bounced off of Mass Effect 2, I feel like that's probably a similar thing. It's, it's probably a similar <laughs> exactly. thing. Even. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So But yeah, so enjoy. It's a little chill, but uh, check out the whole soundtrack. It's dope.
1: Alright, so again, there is a bonus episode in the feed for all of HBO's The Last of Us if you're curious. But other than that, we will be back next week with another six things. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye.
2: Not too, not to. <gasps>